Are we doing this show? Or are we? <laughs> are we doing a different show? Or is there a different show you'd I like know, to I do? We should do? I think we should do this show. Okay. I'm just, you know. It's a bold show. I don't think Lex is prepared to do the other show. So. Oh, do you think he's prepared to do the show? Is that or what you're interested, saying? Or interested in doing the other show. Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I sometimes wonder if we're ready, if any of us are ready for this show. <laughs> like emotionally. <laughs> Big news, you guys. Big news in the Apple ecosystem. Whoa, tell there me, Lex. I, there's news. There's there's an Apple event next week. What? Yeah. A week from this a very day. A week from today. A week from this very day as we record today. On Tuesday, Tuesday to be clear. <laughs> the, oh my God, it's Tuesday? Says who? It's Tuesday, Friedman. Uh, yeah, I, it's very accommodating of Apple to keep scheduling their events uh, on the day we record. I have to say I appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate all it of really uh, well Tim's help. Me. Yeah. See, it's funny. You think of it as very accommodating. I, uh, for me, it's sometimes stressful because I don't always know if I can watch it live. And if, if it was the day yeah, before we, we recorded, then I could have time to watch it on demand. But I don't always mm. get that time. So sometimes I've seen some of the event. On demand. Like it's a movie. I like that. <laughs> it, to me, that sounds like it's like, oh, <laughs> I can't go on opening day, but you know. I noticed that Hulu is raising their prices a dollar. Maybe Apple, Apple will start charging. Yeah, I just got that email too. <laughs> yeah. S- Screw Not you, Hulu. Screw Lou. Yeah. I have not worked out the uh, optimal algorithm for when I should subscribe to things. I'll tell you that. I don't typically do the dipping in and out thing. Subscribing really? and canceling. I'm too lazy to do it. Yeah. I can't. Well, yeah. And I do it, but I don't like, I mean, right now I'm a subscribe to most everything that I want. <laughs> I hate monthly fees. So I, I would rather subscribe annually or uh-huh. like, you know, but I think before Disney plus launch, you're like, Hey, if you pay for yeah, I three I years now, it'll be this price. Like I'll do that in an instant, not pay monthly and lock in a rate. Go for it. So that means that I don't dip in and out. Yeah. But you get so you but you're on you're on T Mobile. Do you get a uh, Netflix for free? I do get Netflix for free. And then yeah. I pay an extra three dollars a month to Netflix so that I can use it on more devices mm-hmm. at once because right. there's five people in this house. Because there are eighteen people in your house. <laughs> they all watch Netflix. Get out of my house, Dan. I want to watch Netflix in your house. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't do the dip in and out either thing though. If with Hulu, I don't know. I mean, like part of me wonders what is the future of Hulu? Because Disney owns it now. And in other countries, the stuff that's on Hulu is on Disney Plus. So I am interested. Uh, there's also less and less stuff I feel like I watch on Hulu. But every something, every once in a while, something pops in. Yeah. Like so, Let's, I like watch like Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is ending this season in like a week. So right. it's like, well, yep. fine, I don't don't need it for that anymore. But then we also started watching uh, Only Murders in the Building, which is only on Hulu. So uh, I guess we're right. stuck. Yeah, I think we're stuck with that too. And we also like Holy Moly. Hmm. Yeah, for us with Hulu, we—that's uh, where we watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then this this new Steve Martin Martin short show. I gotta watch. I just named it. I that's, literally that's just named it. Just he just he literally just said that. Yeah, so I'm saying those are the two. <laughs> yeah, almost as though he listens. <laughs> Unless there's another one. That we're oh, their other show. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm aware of that one. It's called Only Technology Podcasts in the Building. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, any predictions for that event? Since we're gonna circle back around to that. <laughs> yeah i guess so we could do that what do you think there, there will be phones oh it's a bold bold prediction it's, uh, my least favorite daniel day lewis movie daniel day lewis movie you're correct so uh, do you think that it's already filmed the, the, oh, event? the, event. <laughs> like the daniel day lewis yeah. movie the, 
Oh, actually, that's a good question. I bet it's mostly filmed and they're just they're editing still at this point. I think it's probably true. I mean, a week out they're doing they're doing something. They're getting some sort of wacky special effect going on. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they're the kind of people who are going to wait to the last minute to do their homework. Right. They're not going to be like, (laughs) oh, no, we forgot to film the event. (laughs) They're not us. Let's put it that way. Exactly. I mean, I think if they can lock it all in early, they they do it early. That's that seems smart. That seems very Tim Cook. They know what they're going to say, right? Right. Yeah. They're not like, oh, oh no. To me, it's a question of sometimes, like, they, they used to talk about Apple events of yore. You would find out years later that, like, there was debate up until the mm-hmm. night before mm-hmm. Steve Jobs rehearsed. Like, are we going to keep this in? Is this coming in or is it going out? Whatever. So I imagine there's potentially some features where there's developers racing to beat a thing or, you know, business development people racing to finish a thing. Yeah. And that there's stuff that could be, but I'm imagining all permutations are filmed. Do you think, do you think someone is racing, someone is racing a remote to, to Tim? <laughs> Yes. The funny part would be to see the deleted scenes, right? Like the stuff that didn't make the cut where it's like, oh, it wasn't ready. <laughs> that would be actually, I would really enjoy that. Like a, like a blooper reel. Like a blooper reel. Good evening, yeah. shit. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, oh Tim got to reboot Tim. Yeah. Got to reboot Tim. The struggle. You got to watch mm-hmm. out for that. Uh, anything else you want to see other than phones? I mean, there's been the rumor that the watch is delayed, so maybe a watch, maybe not a watch. There's the rumor that the MacBook Pros may be ready, so maybe they bump those up. I don't know. I mean, uh, it seems I'm pretty like... happy with my watch right now. Um, I don't feel like I need a new one. Uh, and um, hey, John, I, said, I see your certainly watch? don't need a new MacBook Pro. It's got a but hammer right here. We'll just, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about the watch. I, I don't know. I mean, I will, I will consider it when I, when I look at it and decide that I immediately want one. Um... <laughs> The other thing, uh, AirPods, I could use a new pair of AirPods. Oh, could you? Would mine you? Like, the battery on mine is starting to... So it's... My AirPods Pro have held up pretty well, so I, I don't think I'm in the need of replacing them anytime soon, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. The rumor about the AirPods 3 for a while there was that they're like going to look a lot more like the AirPods Pro, I guess. But I have no... like. Yeah. There, there hasn't like shorter... been anything... Yeah, wider yeah. case frame. But probably still not the, like, silicone <clears throat> tips, right? Like, No, that's, no, that's, I, I do not want that. I actually can't, I like them on the AirPods Pro. I don't usually like them, but uh, they're comfy. I'm saying. Okay to be wrong sometimes. I know, it's just not in this case. I'm not <laughs> wrong, so, you know. <laughs> I've never tried them, so I really, I really don't know. Did Lex leave? Wow. No, <laughs> no I, I, I don't know how to contribute to this part, but you're good. I'm listening attentively. <laughs> Did I tell you about this Hulu show with Steve Martin? Martin Short? <laughs> uh, I happen to also see that the uh, one of the uh, guys working on the Apple Car just left. Yeah, that was just recently, just this morning. Yeah, t- or last uh, went, went to or at Ford. least announced yeah. the Ford. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know the car thing. It feels like I mean it's it's like the worst kept secret, but it's also like nobody understands what exactly they're doing so is mm-hmm. it like like it's a secret so good that apple doesn't even really know what that product is it feels like yeah <laughs> it doesn't i mean i'm i'm not worried about it at all i don't like they don't need, oh i stay up nights <laughs> they don't need to ship anything you know from that project anytime in the near future and <laughs> at this rate they're definitely not going to <laughs> i see yeah i don't know i mean i'm is interested i you know i i eventually i did i want to get an electric car and I would obviously, you know, I don't think this will come as a surprise to either of you or any of our listeners uh, would would consider a, a car from Apple. But, but I'm fine with my car right say? now. It's like my watch. If they ship a car tomorrow, mm. I will certainly <laughs> buy one. 
<laughs> Especially if it's like a watch that transforms into a car. Like oh that God. seems that'd be great. I can't imagine a world where Moltz buys the first Apple car. I really like, feel like, no, like number one, like rolling off the, the assembly timing, line. Yeah. No, I think he wouldn't. I think he wouldn't get first edition. The timing would be That's, yeah. That would probably be a mistake. But <laughs> well, the Apple car edition is going to be especially we'll expensive see, with all the solid gold. You know, you know. I'm not. Hmm, you know, I mean, the whole <laughs> autonomous driving thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the first. Yeah, I remember you feel great about that. I don't want to be the first one in that. <laughs> well, definitely don't want I, to be I the first know. person I, to die in the Apple Car. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's well, definitely, definitely a, a that. dubious honor. <laughs> I'm like pre-annoyed because <laughs> you know that when Apple has a car, it's going to have its own charging thing, and I just like, can they work with any of the open standards for car charging? <laughs> it's going to be a giant MagSafe, right? So, uh, are, are there there are like two different standards is that right there's like five. Oh, seriously why, why are there five but many of them are interoperable insanity. because well tesla has said that anybody can use theirs and then there's a couple other standards but there, there's two that people have have mainly focused on and i i'm not gonna say them because uh, they are both like acronym based i think one is neca or something i don't know but um they they are intercompatible and so as long as apple does that like as long as you can buy an annoying adapter and <laughs> plug one thing another it's fine oh a but dongle for my car <laughs> Exactly. Uh, listen, we've we've all got car dongles in the electric car world because you want to be able to use whatever charge you can. So yeah, what if that was like how gas worked? That would be so annoying. <laughs> Pull up to a gas station. So there's there's the Tesla charger, and there's the NEMA charger, and then the very popular is the Chad Demo <laughs> charger. Like there's, there's I went to high school Chad's. with Chad Demo. Popular amongst Chads. Um, <laughs> do you ever put the wrong gas in your car? Don't do that. Yeah. Really hard to do an electric car? Not impossible. They we went to a gas station one time, like it was the night before we were flying the day before we were flying to China to adopt Hank. <laughs> and we pull into this place and we get, get fill fill oh, the car God. with gas and we drive with like a we get like a block and the car just like stops. <laughs> and it turned out that you know when they got they filled up the tank that was supposed to be full of regular gas, they filled it with diesel. Oh no! Yeah, oh, shit. so That's our car, really bad. our car was full. That's of not diesel. just like wrong octane. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. wow. Yeah. So How do you fun. deal with it? You have to like, do you have to like drain it all out? We, yeah, we, yeah. They they basically you set the car on fire. We had to take okay. it to a yeah, well, Subaru dealer, diesel Subaru dealer, and the the gas <laughs> station people. It wasn't even people, a Subaru. The gas station people paid to have the the, the thing drained. Wow. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. Well, this I, is the I thing that um, Gene Munster just tweeted this, you know, you know front of the show. Um, <laughs> oh, no. And I didn't realize that in July, Kevin Lynch moved over to the car team. I think I had heard that I was, floating around. I was away for most of July. So maybe that was, we don't get, you don't get a lot of news in Vermont. Um, they don't have the news there. Uh, so maybe that's why. But it was <laughs> yeah, an interesting I, tidbit that's... that I had not heard. Apparently that was a report. Yeah. I so, so, you know, Dan, your joke about, you know, a watch that turns into a car could be true. Oh, it's right on the money mm-hmm. is what we're saying. Yeah. I, who runs the Apple watch now? I, mean, I think Jeff Williams kind of had like oversight on the Apple watch there for a bit, but he's not a, you know, product guy, right? He's a yeah. logistics guy. So right. I don't know what that means, but. If nothing else, this convinces me that the clock in a default Apple car will be able to use um, digital hands. <laughs> but it'll only time. be able to set one timer. <laughs> also it will be square maybe this is why they removed that time travel feature from the watch so that people wouldn't make jokes about it in a car that was like oh, a very delorean time. yeah mm-hmm. okay i'm sorry right i'm sorry but I now you. now that we got the kevin lynch no no, no it's i uh, we've been i've been complaining that listeners haven't been submitting questions it turns out gmail has decided that all questions are spam but i just found a bunch oh. so we're gonna all fly right. through a few 
Mark writes that he is so happy, and some of these are old, but he's so happy that privacy.com was sponsoring a recent episode. They're also sponsoring today's, but we'll get to that. Uh, seeing as we still don't know how John Moltz makes money, <laughs> privacy.com is the perfect way for him to make sure what little money he does have is kept safe. Mm-hmm. I thought everybody knew that I saw question. I, th- I think that seems pretty... <laughs> Since there has to be a question, how are you guys doing? I'm doing fine. How about you guys? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah, right. I, I, First day of I school moved. here. I don't know about um, yeah. Shaylex. Ours is a couple days away. So Dan, you're in the new house officially. I've, I'm in my new office wow. recording this. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen. I really didn't think that was going to happen. I know. I know you didn't, John. But <laughs> I, I've lived to prove you wrong. Yeah. Do you still own the old apartment? Are you still rent? Is that? I don't. I mean, I never owned that apartment, but there is still some stuff in it because we didn't move everything over yet. But the vet like we're sleeping here we're eating here all that stuff <laughs> we're sleeping all the here stuff is in the other place <laughs> we run back you're not wrong to go to the bathroom <laughs> i do run back frequently because i realize i forgot one thing or another like like literally toilet paper <laughs> not that <laughs> but like oh my like a toolkit or something or uh yeah i don't know dish towels <laughs> you know a bowl <laughs> <laughs> is that how you're moving one thing at a time just like as you need uh, as you need stuff a little a little bit a little bit we moved I, it's like, very I, Marie I mentioned this before but we moved from one apartment to the apartment right next door and it was like the worst move that we had ever had to do because you still like you think oh it'll be easy because it's right there and it's like you still have to box things up otherwise you're doing 9,475 trips I, oh, yeah. and I'm not gonna yeah. lie the, the stupidest smart idea I had during this move uh, was at one point Catapult. at the old house because we had been you know moving stuff over and we've been busy and stuff like that. The dishes had piled up and we're like, oh god, we gotta wash all these dishes. And I was like, you know what? The new house has a dishwasher. Putting all those dirty dishes into a tub, carrying that tub to the new house, <laughs> filling the dishwasher, running the dishwasher, and you know what? Zero regrets. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that works. I mean, what, I was like, looked at this pile of dishes, and I'm yeah. like, what? I'm gonna wash all these yeah. when there's a dishwasher a hundred feet away? That seems really stupid. Right. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Mahir wants to know which movie version Peter Parker slash Spider Man are you most like? <laughs> oh, are we most like? Hold on, wait. Mm. Each of us gets one. All right, Lex Friedman, oh, to- Toby Maguire, uh, Toby Maguire, Toby Maguire. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Lex, Lex is Toby uh, Maguire. Yeah, I think Lex okay. is Toby Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you have said Waltz is Tobey Maguire? Um, wait, am I getting them mixed up? Maybe I'm getting them mixed up. Can't remember which one is which now. I think here. I think. Right. I think that is the. I think that is actually the one that I would would have said. Okay, then uh, that that whole consideration makes me believe that John Waltz is Tom Holland. Uh, I think that's correct. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Tobey Maguire. It, who's the other guy? Uh, Andrew, Garfield, Andrew Garfield, which means that I Andrew am the. Garfield. See, I would I would have said I would have said Lex was Andrew Garfield. Really? I don't know. You think? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. But fine. All right. Well, we don't know so, it here. God damn it. We, really we don't, don't know. know. Uh, send in. Send so, in. Anyway, so who, did I get Tom? Did I get Tom Holland? I gave you Tom Holland. You and I, I guess that ended up as me as Andrew Garfield. Thank you. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to complain. You guys can be whoever you whoever you want to be. Because uh, I got to be Tom Holland. Well, all right. You know what? We'll have the we'll have the rebound prime members. Feel free to, to weigh in. Maybe <laughs> sure, should we make yeah. a Twitter poll? <laughs> uh, Mahir also wants to know what mannerisms or phrases have you picked up from your co-hosts? <laughs> it's been a while. Is a gimme. That's what he wrote. That was not me. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I internalize them, so I don't even know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. For me, it's it's room. <laughs> it's what? Lex thinks I pronounce room weird. <laughs> well, no, Jason Snell thinks you pronounce room weird. I think it's funny that Jason Snell thinks that, but D- Dan does have a unique pronunciation of R O O. I don't think. I do not think it's unique. <laughs> 
Why would I come up with a unique pronunciation? I'm willing to agree that it's regional or perhaps related to my family, yeah, but unique does not make any sense. It's not like the only person in the world who pronounced that word that way. That would be weird, but also kind of cool. I feel like it's a baller move. You just pick a word and you pick a totally different pronunciation. Yes, this is a door handle. Uh, John Hodgman does that on his podcast. He, he refers to R-O-B-O-T-S's as robots. That's, that's his thing. That's pretty good. Robots. Sure, it's like, ro- yeah. like uh, frogs. Entirely like, wrong, uh, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Metal frogs. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I swear a lot more because of John. I think that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! There you go. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody, John nobody Dowling. gets anything from me. Thanks. <laughs> I don't like what you said. I, don't I, know. I cited room. Oh, for you. room. Yeah, right. Yeah. Room, rum. I can't. Now I'm thinking about it. And I'm confused. Every every time I mention Dan, I always do first and last name in my house, and my kids always want to. If I talk about Dan, they'll always say Dan Morin because they see his name pop up on my iPad, like from Game Center turns <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> so He's like, really my kids always say Dan's last name. He's like Colin Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Downing wants to know, show, if you were stuck at home by yourself, no, okay. if you were stuck at home by yourself for two days straight and the power was out during that time and you couldn't leave the house to charge your device elsewhere, what electronic devices would you prioritize for use during that time? Assume power goes out at 8 a.m. on Monday and all your iPhones, iPads, laptops, e-readers are fully charged at that time. Power will come back on at 8 a.m. Wednesday. No using any outside charging options like cars or long cords to neighbors' houses. Possible scenarios, but not exhaustive. Would you use a certain device until the battery died, then move to the next, or possibly use all of them at the same time, but not as much? Would you use one device to charge another one? Okay, but this, I would definitely not do that. This is thing. the easy one, because you you obviously prioritize your iPhone, because if the power's out, there's no internet except for your iPhone, right? So if you need any sort of connectivity, you gotta, you gotta make that iPhone last, which means if I'm just like, you know, watching TV or something, you know, uh, presumably on my device, you know, you burn through the iPad and the Macs first save the and you dole out the iphone a little bit that's my thinking low power mode first of all immediately on everything exactly, exactly. Yeah. that's the first thing the iphone would start in low power mode while it was on and i guess to dan's point if that's my only internet connection then yeah i would probably charge it from my ipad pro at some point and i have a lot of batteries here so i would use those yeah, too same. like you said no outside yeah, right, charging right, right. But i have a lot of chargers yep. in the house i just want to say charge. that lex is lying okay because oh. i know okay. the thing that he's going to want to make sure it has power first and that's his bidet. is it the tesla but it's he's... his bidet <laughs> the bidet i have one electronic bidet but i also have one that's just you know water annual powered, just fresh wait, so wait, wait how does that one work you just like pump it with a <laughs> that's the more common really one. that's the more it's the same way your oh. sink works with that power okay yeah. we don't have that one well i you mean just we, turn on you well, just turn maybe, on maybe it does work that way and i just don't know because it's because it's plugged in oh my my sink doesn't have electrics in <laughs> It doesn't. What, the, what What? will I learn next? Well, no, Dan just moved into a new place. He definitely has electric sinks. Oh, I have an electric sink, yeah. No. <laughs> it's very risky. Yeah, I'm going to be fair. I actually yeah. do have an electric sink. What? But it's an electric power. sink. It's it's motion sensitive. I wonder who makes motion it. Motion sensitive. <laughs> so instead of, instead of turning on is, the... Uh... Is there a camera in it? <laughs> no, it's not an Amazon thing. It's like it's like the bold look of Kohler or some bullshit. It's a regular sink brand, but it actually th- those things become addictive. You get the motion sensitive sink where it's just like you put your hands under and the water comes out. Then you start doing that with every sink, <laughs> and it doesn't work in every sink. It only works in your kitchen sink. It doesn't work in the bathroom sink, and it's weird. So yeah, I would uh, like Dan said. I would you know the the phone is the one with the internet connection, so it gets protected yeah. at all costs. Right. Everything right. else is used until dead. Yep. Happy to help, including the family. Only four questions left. Oh, Mahir already withdrew this other question, but he wanted to know if we had tried the GM app where people could say good morning to each other. That was it. Yeah. 
We're not answering because you withdrew the question. Brian yeah. M. My friend who has used Windows computers most of her life just sure, got a your, new M1. your friend, Brian. <laughs> just got a new a new M1 MacBook Air because her business is becoming more successful. <laughs> I just want to revel in that sentence for a minute. I have a lot. I have a lot to take away from that one. <laughs> what would you three recommend for helping someone transition from Windows to Mac OS Big Sur? What kind of tutorials uh, or things hammer. could I send her way? She's mm. been an iPhone and iPad user for years, but for her real computer, doesn't have a lot of experience with modern Mac OS. I actually once wrote a book for this exact purpose, but that book is so outdated, I won't even recommend it. <laughs> I'm not even sure what I would recommend. I mean, (laughs) there was a day I would have pointed you towards Macworld, but I feel like I'm not. I mean, they probably still have some stuff on that, but I'm not sure if that's what they target anymore. Says the guy who writes there still. Yep. Oh, I don't write about that. (laughs) You know. So what's the point of recommending it then? There's probably some books i, I wouldn't I recommend anything <laughs> what i would recommend is using the mac and when you're like how do i do this google it like that's, google that's it. what i recommend. yeah I think no. that's the only that's the only way that's to how you learn now. how to do anything in technology pretty much yeah. <laughs> i did i bought an actual book um for an actual affinity designer yeah i was like i, well, I want to learn more about how to like there's probably a bunch of stuff that i just don't know about that i could be making use of and if i had a book that i could flip through i could actually see the other things without having to guess so um and actually, it only just came, so I haven't I haven't had a chance to really look at it. But um, that's like the first computer book that I bought in a long time. I do not remember the last. It's just not yeah. a thing. It's just not a thing that we do that much anymore, right? I mean, yeah, you just that's you why just Google search exists. for yeah. I mean, I'm sure books like about computers continue to be made, <laughs> <That's> why, but yeah, <laughs> that's why publishing is dying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, the last book about a com- like computer stuff that I got was a book that I co-wrote. <laughs> And even that was out. I mean, the problem with the like physical books is they're outdated like very, very quickly, right? The the, the longevity of those is extremely limited, because especially with Apple on the once except a year. For the visual guide to Mi- except for the visual guide to Minecraft. That's, I was, oh, I was Minecraft, literally going to say, yeah. without a joke, that the last technical <laughs> book I acquired was the visual guide to Minecraft, oh, and nice. that is the book that my kids fight over the most. <laughs> like, they all want it in their <laughs> rooms at all times. It is so wow. funny to me. Yeah. Mark Andre writes, hello, guys. Big fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's obnoxious to laugh before i've read the funny part but it did, it made me laugh out loud so well done mark Andre. Oh, i thought you were laughing at being a big fan uh, of the yeah, show really, which seemed rude lex big fan yeah. of the show question for all of you can you share a story about a time you felt confident with a look you put together <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay tuned in a couple weeks mark andre will do just that we have to think about it. We have to think about it for at least uh, yeah, two right, weeks. Right. Uh, Brian, you know, you notice that I don't, I don't contribute. <laughs> oh, he's never felt confident about putting together, which is I've sad. Never, it's sad, John. I've never once felt confident. I've never once put a get. Put a I gear. actually, I, I very recently got a very short haircut just this past weekend, and I'm kind of liking it. So I feel confident with the haircut I put together. Was that a haircut made to measure? <laughs> uh, no, they just guessed. <laughs> Brian M says, do any of the hosts use shells or cases for their laptops? That same friend who just bought an M1 MacBook Air is asking for recommendations, and I generally don't put laptops or phones in cases. Any brands or <laughs> Brian, you, Brian, just to be clear, you cannot email us every single time your friend has a question. <laughs> <laughs> I think Actually, that's exactly what Brian paid for. He, well, he, paid, <laughs> Sorry. he paid for the privilege. <laughs> is there? A, uh, that's a Rebound Prime Plus thing, though, isn't it, right? <laughs> like, On-call uh, tech support? <laughs> if, they, if they up their spend per month to triple, we give them Dan's phone number. So just mm. put it out there. Uh, and then I <laughs> give up my phone number. <laughs> I don't put my phone in cases. I mean, no, I, I well, I don't. But you ask my computers. I don't put my computer in a case either. Although I often lust after cool cases that people put their MacBooks in. I just don't know what they are. I, I don't, never put a you know, case on my computer. 
I'm thinking back to like way back in the day. It's like maybe as a test thing, like a review thing, but I've never regularly put a case on my computer. I find it annoying. I've never done it either. Uh, the only thing that has made me consider it probably just doing the last couple of years is I, I have a lot of stickers lying around and I like to look yeah, at people who put stickers on true. their computer, but I don't want to put stickers on my computer. So I was thinking if I put a, like some sort of shell on the outside, I could stick them to that and then not worry about it. I occasionally just do put stickers on my computer. and I've never been annoyed by residue when I remove the sticker because I don't know, either MacBooks or stickers are good at that now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A brand that I have a friend because I did ask uh, is Casetify, K-S-T-I-F-Y.com. I'm oh, not yeah. vouching for those. or against them, but that's what yeah. my, I just texted a friend who texted me back right away. That that's what they use. Wow. And then finally, listener Corey, that's C-O-R-Y Corey, says, it feels as if, <laughs> it feels as if it has been a while, pause for been a while, since I found a new iOS app that became a part of my regular workflow. Mm. workflow partly because i'm happy with the apps i use what's the last new non-gaming ios app you tried that became something you regularly use i have an answer for this actually so do I. uh i just recently this is fairly recent so we'll see if it, it hangs on for the long run but like a few weeks back i got um i bought streaks which mm. is in an app for essentially creating any task that you want to sort of turn Isn't into a regular thing. Welcome? It cleans it cleans the screen from your. On, I, on your I knew Lex was going to go to the bidet humor immediately, <laughs> and I was just surprised uh, that I was surprised. I that was, was waiting for Moltz to to do it, and he went a different direction. <laughs> so speaking of things that you picked up from your uh, coworkers, yeah, right. Uh, a bad case of cl- no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So you're using streaks, which helps you track new habits you want to develop. No more snuggling. Yes, I have like I have like a PT exercises I need to do for my shoulder, um, and so trying to motivate myself to do those is sometimes a struggle. So putting them in there helps a little bit. It's not, it's not a, a like a. It still relies on your own motivation, but it is something that at least reminds me some days when it's like, oh, I forgot to do that, and I go do it, or you know, uh, other personal care stuff. And I recently almost lost my uh, New York Times crossword streak. And so I have now put my crossword streak in there as well. <laughs> Non-game apps that I use regularly. <laughs> one of them is uh, Glass, that photo sharing app. And then the other it's one still my thing. is probably Amazon Music. Because I recently oh, installed God. it. And I'm using that one on the regular. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> They're saying boo earns. <laughs> boo earns. Nope, we are not. <laughs> we are not. Yeah, I'm actually using I'm actually using Glass right now. I'm uh, I'm leaving a comment on one of Lex's. It's not <laughs> it's, a funny one, really. Oh, well, it's, a, it's a little funny, but it's not a it's not a pun. Oh, but it is. Still I funny. can't uh, I can't no, read the comments because I let my subscription go. So and there's oh, well. there's no solution yeah. to that problem. No, I like it. yeah, I, li- I like it. It's it's the, one of the things that I can wake up in the morning and scroll. Um, and it's not doom scrolling. But there's no doom. You know? That's I mean, right. Right, right. It's just nice pictures, and um, that I find that I need and enjoy that in life and they're really good photos in there that's what i like yeah it's it's also not people that's why why i have not posted very many it's it's also not people showing off how great their life is it's just people showing off how great their photo taking (laughs) exactly yeah i don't need that but nobody knows (laughs) what else we're doing online because of privacy stuff note to host privacy are keen to hear about your experience in your own words i'm ron burgundy this episode of the rebound is brought to you by privacy.com uh, listen, all of us have had times where we've worried about financial privacy online. Uh, I think the last time we were doing an ad for privacy, Moltz and I both talked about how when you're sometimes on public Wi-Fi, you, mm-hmm. you got to be thoughtful about it. Like, am I going to log into my bank account right now? Do I want to do that? Do I want to expose these things? And you probably don't. 
Privacy is a tool that makes it easy to manage your financial lives online while keeping your most important information secure. By generating virtual numbers, privacy masks your bank information so you never have to worry about giving it out to people you don't know online. A service like privacy is important for that exact reason. Like your, your credit card numbers, your bank account numbers, these are, these are stealable things. I literally have a, a, probably my, my best friend at work, my closest coworker friend, who found accidentally that his identity had been stolen and a person has rented three apartments in Texas in his name. <laughs> name, social security number, the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I think privacy is a big deal. Take back control of your payments. Decide who can charge your card, how much, and how often. And you can close cards at any time. Plus, you can make sure that you are never accidentally billed twice or upgraded to another service without your consent. And privacy is partnered with the good folks at 1Password. You can create, use, and save privacy cards directly within your 1Password dashboard. All virtual cards created in 1Password will have the same security benefits as your other privacy cards, and you can set spend limits, create single-use or merchant-locked cards whenever you want. Head to privacy.com slash rebound and sign up for an account. New customers will automatically get $5 to spend on your first purchase. Go to privacy.com rebound and sign up now. It's a free five bucks. Our thanks to privacy for their support of this show and John Moltz. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's right there. Thanks, thanks John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have 17 more questions. <laughs> Anything else going on? We, you know what we didn't talk, we didn't talk about because it happened uh, after we recorded last week is um apple letting reader apps oh yeah it's big news outside the yeah actual actual some sort of movement in but store policy Uh-oh. is it it's some sort of movement yes <laughs> well here's what i thought was interesting about this announcement because it was touted again as a big deal and i think that there are uh, aspects of it that are important however what's interesting to me is apple loses virtually nothing by this because most of the companies that were not allowed to link uh, were not giving Apple a cut, right? Netflix, Amazon, the Kindle app, you, you, they didn't use Apple's in-app purchase system. No, so so the, you, Apple you made zero yeah. money off them, yeah. right? So by letting them link outside, it changes nothing other than making it nicer for users, which is good. Yeah, But I don't know that it feels like an actual... It's weird that they put in this draconian rule and then rolled it back to say how great they are, even though it doesn't like lose them anything. Essentially, here's like it feels like like three dimensional chess. Right. Well, so first, I think it's funny that the term is reader app, given that it's you know it applies to a whole lot of apps. <laughs> it's it's content not, not consumption games. apps, not games, but it, right, it, it applies to music streaming services and movie streaming services and e-readers. Cons- so like, consumption apps, yeah. And so it used to be that you could sign up for Netflix within the Apple in-app purchase ecosystem and Apple will take a cut and you could do the same thing with Spotify. But like I'm looking at Spotify's app right now because uh, I want to see what they do, but they literally say you can't upgrade to premium in the app. We know it's not ideal, but they don't say like, here's where to go do it. And I, I'm assuming just because they literally haven't updated yet. <laughs> well, they, the, the rules aren't in place yet. The right. rule doesn't kick in until next year. Oh, well, there you so go. they can't, you cannot put the link in until next year. So I do think, I think you're right that Apple isn't losing money for this from the apps that already weren't cutting Apple in and just giving users a shittier experience. So Apple wins only in the court of not, not getting more, uh, not, privacy not being shitty again, right. essentially. But I'm yeah. guessing there are also, there is a tier of app that needs the access to Apple's yeah. credit cards because they don't have the Netflix or Spotify cache where right. Apple was making at least some money less, but maybe a lot in the aggregate. I don't know. So it's, <sighs> I, yeah, I, I will I applaud they're, Apple they're, where yeah, applaudable. The, the big ones, the big ones, it's not, it's not really changing them, the needle that much. But they, I had 
think there are probably other ones. Ideally, you start by not being a dick. And yeah, that, that is get... that is the thing, right? Like they 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 put this rule in place, and it was a stupid rule at the time. And <laughs> I stopped uh, punching you is basically Apple's. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Tim Cook is no longer headbutting you every morning. Uh, <laughs> Good morning, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's a good move. It just it should never have been a rule, rule in the first place. And I think the bottom line will be it's going to be good, but it's not going to be the game changer that everyone hopes it's going to be. And moreover, I think the question is, is this enough to actually stop them from getting in trouble? I don't think so. I think that this is yeah, I don't perhaps think so too little too late at best. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I agree. I think it's probably... Really? You think it's enough to get the Congress and the FTC and stuff off their backs? Oh, for some things. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think there is such a thing as too little too late for them. Like I, I don't think there is a too late. Like if you are no longer doing the thing, then maybe you can be fined or whatever for past stuff, but you can't get in trouble for it. Like they can't newly punish you. But it's not it's not like they're not still anti competitive though, right? Like yeah. uh, like that is just a great example of it. And if the the get rid of right. the most prominent example, okay, maybe that helps them, but well, it's not like there's not a slew of other ways in which they are also potentially causing problems what, what i only learned recently i guess because i'm a dumb person is that monopolies themselves are not illegal but that you know anti-competitive behavior is illegal i learned this you know i don't know in the past couple of months just reading an article about it i thought that it was illegal just to even be a monopoly but apparently nope. it's, i don't know nope. Nope. but I, the problem is m- most monopolies cannot resist becoming anti-competitive yeah. in some way and it's like yeah, right the, the the challenge is in at least in, not to go too deep and philosophical and i'm fully aware of where i work but like i i don't know what to do about it because you uh, the like um uh elizabeth warren who i really like her theory is let's just break up a bunch of these big companies and that seems that seems hard it's been a very long time since the u.s government actually broke up companies right the last major one i can think yeah. of is um, at and and that was i think before dan and i were born <laughs> i want to say around the time we were born yeah i mean it's been been probably well, about four I'll years. Talk to you guys later right? <laughs> <laughs> gotta go have my so, nap. john ma bell Moltz over there <laughs> so i just i don't know like I, it's hard for me to imagine it happening. doesn't mean it couldn't happen but it's hard, like well i mean like the last big thing that i feel like they 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 did the microsoft thing in the 90s but that wasn't even breaking up the company and it didn't even really work like i guess in the long term it was 1982 by the way for the bell system yeah, I guess in the long term, Internet Explorer became a non-entity, but at the time, the whole like non-bundling thing, it did not really end up changing, I feel like, the, the landscape overall, but I, I don't know. Not like Microsoft's not still successful. And then there was whatever the hell happened with the Apple bookstore. <laughs> Which I barely even yeah, remember the specifics yeah. of, but Apple still sells uh, books and just yeah. There was a basically there was a lot of money that changed hands, but it didn't really it didn't yeah. really end up having a big effect in the marketplace, especially because Apple only controlled a minority of the marketplace, despite their attempt yeah. to be anti-competitive. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a perfect example. I mean, Amazon, practically speaking, has a monopoly in that <laughs> realm, and Apple's the one that got punished because I'm going through a tunnel, you guys. Yeah, sorry, Lex, step out for a minute. Apple's the one that got punished because Apple was Apple was caught being anti-competitive. Right, exactly, and and you know it's not it's a facts, not an evidence sort of thing where it's like, well, you can assume that if Amazon controls a large proportion of the ebook market, that there might be some shenanigans going right. on, but nothing has ever been but, proved. Yeah, right, but if the emails don't come out. Eh, I guess we can't do anything yeah. about it. I mean, you know, if you can't, yeah, exactly. It's just their argument is just we make the best product for ebooks. It's like, well, I don't know. It's hard to argue against that. There are competitors in the market, but they are small, right? Even if they're as large as Apple. 
Anyways, we'll, we'll let Lex come back into the room now. <laughs> oh, hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, I, I, I was actually we just streaming United States v. Apple, uh, the, the Wikipedia <laughs> article on the, on the case. It's, it's really fascinating. Like, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs walked right into it. <laughs> In response to a question from a reporter, he said, the price will be the same. Publishers are actually withholding their books from Amazon. <laughs> and, like, that's the thing he can't do. <laughs> well, That was a, a classic case of, like, they were not wrong to try and challenge a large player in the market, but the way they did it was illegal. Yeah. And people like to take shots in the mouth, like, well, why do they go after Apple when Amazon's clearly the, the dominant market player? It's like, well, again... They did shit that they weren't supposed to do that was illegal. It doesn't matter if your intentions of like, well, we need to compete are good if you do it in a really illegal way. Plus, they didn't want to mess up their prime shipping. So, like, you got to be careful. Mm. Just saying. Sure. Mm. Hi, I'm Lex Friedman. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. How are your Kobos, by the way, you guys? They're great. Yeah, actually, I really love mine. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for asking. I, I, I don't know. I will I say the. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, I've been using more library books off it. I, I will say the one pain is I had to sideload a couple books recently and, uh, for stuff that has DRM on it, they do use the Adobe DRM setup mm. and that is fucking awful. Let, let me actually ask you a question, which I recognize the sheer hilarity of in multiple ways, but you mentioned that you like Kobo's because of their tighter and easier Libby integration in part. And I do a mm-hmm. lot of Libby borrowing and the trick i have found with my kindle if i'm not going to finish the book in time is i just put the kindle in airplane mode and then the book doesn't go away but i'm wondering does that also work on the kobos i am trying to remember if i I, because i had to do this at some point i I can't well at least there was a book that came close to it but i i stopped reading the book because i just decided i didn't want to finish it uh but i haven't tested this but it's a good question because I think yeah I don't know either because like I'm not trying to pull one over on anybody but first no, of all but the it's rules like it's frustrating stupid. right and yeah, second of all it's like, super yeah. frustrating I will never yeah. read a new Stephen Stephen King like all all podcasts get longer over time and all Stephen King books get longer over time and I'll <laughs> never read a Stephen King book in two weeks because I I read like somewhere between ten and twenty minutes a day and that's, that's not yeah I need more right. time yeah exactly yeah. and so yeah, yeah I, I, I put that one on my uh, Kindle and then shut the Kindle in the airplane mode and where will live for the next month. That reminds me that there was a really good article, which I need to put a link out to, which is from the New Yorker about digital, uh, essentially um, digital lending, like library lending. Mm. Uh, and it's about sort of the history of uh, Overdrive and stuff like that. And it was kind of interesting to read, like just the sort of laying out all the different licenses and the way things work. But yeah, they are, it, it's gotten better, but it's still frustrating because of the way it feels like the enforced scarcity and i understand you know the licensing and how you want to sort of make sure that optimistically best case scenario that authors are still getting paid (laughs) worst case scenario (laughs) the publishing companies still get to take their cut and they don't really care about anybody else but you know it is annoying like like you said like it's you wait like six months sometimes to get a a ebook and then you have two weeks to read it and it's like what if I, I don't know where I'm going to be six months from now? What if I'm not able to read it because I'm just busy or I don't have, like, you know, I'm on vacation and I can't get access? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. it's all sorts of little things like that. This drive me a little bananas. Like invariably, I go through spates where I like I put in like two or three books I recommend or are, that I'm going to request. And then they all come due at once. And it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. and you can sort of delay things. Right. But like it never works as well as I want it to. <laughs> I, I read sometimes so slowly that buying books just makes much more sense. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, like I don't I, read, I don't read, I don't go through books fast enough for 
for me to go through the trouble of like fighting Libby. It's, and, I mean, and I've done it. I've done it a, a, a few times, but I generally just buy the damn book. Because... I buy a book if it's an author who I really, really love and just want to be supporting in that way. Or if it's the kind of book where I think that multiple people in my family will read it uh, mm-hmm. or that I might read it again. I struggle even more with digital movies this past weekend, long weekend. I wanted to uh, share with my children the joy of uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> And I had it on DVD, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be able to stream it. And I could rent it for $3.99 or buy it for $4.99. And as I wrestled with the decision of which to do, I was like, I cannot spend any more minutes thinking about $1. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to buy it and then not think about it anymore. But like, if it's $3, now I really have to think about it. It's, well, yeah, but, it, but so often it's like $10 yeah. to buy something and, and like $3 to, to rent, rent it. It's yeah. like, uh... Yeah, I mean, I had this problem too. When I was moving, I cleaned out like the DVDs. I was like, I looked up a bunch of them. Like some of them, it's like, all right, I can get rid of this movie. I'm never going to watch this again. And then there were some where it's like, is this available online? And in cases where it's like, well, it's kind of hard to get, I would actually hold on to it. And then there are the ones in the middle where it's like, oh, I really like this movie. And I, I kind of want to own it just to know that I own it. I don't want to have to rent it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I feel bad keeping it because like, I really wish that you could just like, Grab a like a your phone, scan the barcode, and just be like, "Yeah, you own this movie." I understand why that's not the case, but like, uh, it's it's frustrating that there isn't an easy way to convert those purchases. Yeah, I remember there was a time when Amazon did that with music you had already bought. Yeah, right. They would they would like say, "Here you go. Here's just here's the digital copies of it." Right. If you mm-hmm. had owned bought a CD at some point. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a nice feature. I have to say, I mean, they did that for Blu-rays for a little while. Like you would open, there would be like a code inside. Where you could oh, yeah. redeem a digital right. copy, but well, now you get now with movies, you get movies anywhere, right? Exactly. But I, I basically never want to buy a movie on physical media again if I can help no. it. Right. There's there's no point to it. I wish there was TV shows anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to do picks? Well, yeah. Or do sure. we save that? We do picks. Sure. I don't. Well, actually, I don't. Do I have a pick? I don't know. I got a pick. I, I, I've got a pick that I mentioned in the the rebound Slack, which you can um, call John Moltz to get on. But the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept seeing ads for an Apple TV ser- uh, movie, and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting to me, and I loved it. I think it's one of my favorite movies I've seen in the past several years. Uh, Coda is what it's called, C-O-D-A, mm, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's about a girl who is, a, as the acronym in the title references, a child of deaf adults. Uh, Ruby's the only hearing person in her home. Marley Matlin plays her mom, and it's so good. She wants to, uh, she loves singing. And of course, her uh, family can't enjoy that so much. Uh, but it's really, really good. Unsurprisingly, has really, really good subtitles. And I don't know. I just loved it. It was sweet and it had heart. I do wish it was a little bit more family friendly because I would. Uh, my uh, one of my kids really loves um, sign language, but a little not appropriate for <laughs> for the twelve uh, year old. But also really good, like heartwarming and sweet and funny and good. And the relationship between her parents, the two actresses with her parents, is I think the funniest relationship I've ever seen in a movie. It was just so good and ever. I loved it. I loved it. Right. Strong recommendation. Yeah, it's the strongest possible Friedman recommendation. I had heard good things about it, and I was uh, thinking, yeah, give it a watch. I uh, my pick. I got a tech pick and a non tech pick. Let's do it. Sort of the non-tech pick, because I brought it up already. It's Only Murders in the Building, which we've watched a few episodes of. Who does that star? really enjoyed. Uh, stars uh, Selena Gomez. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> some other Martin people. Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Martin uh, Scorsese. 
Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird, it's weird, eccentric, and sting. eclectic, <laughs> and sting. Spoilers. Yeah, I I've really enjoyed it so far. It is. Uh, it's, it's straight i don't even know how to classify it like because it's on the one hand it's kind of a murder mystery but it's also kind of a comedy but it's also kind of a drama and there's also i love the the whole sort of conceit about it is people like starting a podcast which also really just i'll tell it's you a drama podcast dairy. industry people love it i'm not surprised i refuse yeah. to watch it yet though i'm excited to watch it. I'm, I'm not gonna watch it until all the episodes are out i, I think ted lasso is the last show i'm watching while they dribble it out in drips and drabs it's on demand for christ's sake oh. release it that way week, week to this. week is i like week to week i, I like being it. able to talk about stuff i like it fine yeah i'm with i, I just i feel like if it, when people like drop something like all 10 episodes and you just binge through it it's like it's like literally eating like a bunch of like you know snacks and stuff like that and just feeling kind of sick later i was like i can't believe i watched i 10 also did that over a long weekend with another netflix series or with a netflix series which was um uh, clickbait and it's i really enjoyed it i just I, I didn't pick it as a pick because it's not great it's it's popcorn for sure but i enjoyed it it was good it's fun okay uh my tech pick is the sonos arc which i mentioned in the bonus episode oh, i think yeah, the other funny. week you can actually use it. That's now, a freebie right? for you, you freeloaders. <laughs> I actually have it set up <laughs> weeks later. And it sounds incredible. I will say the Sonos is probably the company I think about coming the closest to Apple in terms of things like um product uh packaging and stuff. Mm. The box for the arc is really cool. <laughs> like it literally has these locks on the side and you like undo the locks and then you can lift it up so that like it's got a handle on the top so it doesn't like, you know, fall out as soon as you pick it up. It's very simple inside. There's like so like there's the, you know, soundbar, a little box for like the cables and like the instruction pamphlet, but it's like it's very minimal, which I like. There's not a lot of extraneous crap that they give you. <laughs> and it's predominantly I think it's like, you know, almost all recyclable and stuff like that. So, you know, they feel very Apple like in that way. Setup is super easy, especially if you're already a Sonos person, because it's like you just set stuff up in the app. The one downside is I feel like newer stuff, newer Sonos stuff does the uh, true play tuning stuff automatically. And this one, I still have to do the stupid thing where you walk around and wave your phone in the air, which I, I stopped true playing mm. my stuff that I do manually. Like I, I undo it if I do it and I don't I don't do it on the new ones because I always find that it makes everything sound insane. <laughs> So I don't know. It sounds fine in this space. In fact, I mean, it sounds good. Like the, and I may have to redo it or turn it off when we actually get more stuff into the space to mm -hmm. see if that changes because I know it's a little echoey right now. But I will say the sound is great. Having that moved up from a, a stereo speakers, which were fine, but like to something that actually has like a center channel for dialogue, <laughs> it's freaking huge. <laughs> like, uh, and then today for kicks, I did put in the, uh, I added my play ones as the surrounds Yep. and it's my first time ever having a surround sound set up. Pretty sweet. Pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm really liking it. John, you, you enjoying your TV speakers or you kids? I do. I enjoy my TV speakers. They're perfectly fine. <laughs> That's what you think. Let me tell you. Well, that may be true, but you know, I have not tasted those fruits, so, um... you should. They're delicious. I, I, I don't like delicious fruits. <laughs> I'm changing my decision about which Spider-Man you are. <laughs> Damn it. Any picks for really Bolts? I don't really have a pick. I can't think of one right now anyway. I can oh, think of a couple like unpicks, I guess, but I don't really, you know. <laughs> save the unpicks for the bonus episode. That's what they're paying sure. for. Okay. But say something funny to end the, the regular episode. I thought we did. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? How's that for you? <laughs>
hilarious. Yeah. There's another word Dan mispronounces. <laughs> I, 